takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Right, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, So glad you could join us today, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are, as always, free and available on all platforms. That does include YouTube, so check us out there. Uh, Each new episode on YouTube posts around 8 o'clock in the morning Eastern time, and just do a search for Locked On Islanders and subscribe so it'll be in your inbox every morning whenever you want to watch this podcast. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show. The Islanders scheduled to resume play Thursday at the UBS Arena. They are scheduled to take on the New Jersey Devils, but now some COVID issues there. We'll talk about that, and hopefully they'll be able to get that game in. The Islanders have had enough delays and postponements this year, as we all know. Plus, 11 games left until the All-Star break, and those games give the Islanders really their last good chance to get back into the playoff race. We'll talk about the importance of those games, break them down, and show you why they are so vital to the Islanders' success for the rest of this season. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day. We'll go back to the mid-2000s for that one and a whole lot more coming up on today's show. If you have something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. Let's get started with the uh, bad news, uh, at least as far as the short term is concerned. The Islanders are scheduled to start play again on Thursday when they host the New Jersey Devils. And, well, shock of shocks, the Devils game that was supposed to take place on Monday postponed because of, yes, a COVID outbreak on the New Jersey Devils. Two more players, Damon Severson and and Yanni Uokinen, added to the COVID protocol. Seven New Jersey Devils now in COVID protocol. And what does that mean? Well, it certainly meant that the Devils game that was originally scheduled for Monday, uh, was postponed, and the Islanders, who have not played a game now in 10 days since January 1st, unless the Devils get a relatively clean bill of health between now and then, uh, may have to wait a little bit longer 
uh, before resuming play. So the Tampa Bay Lightning-New Jersey Devils game that was scheduled for Monday did not go off. Seven Devils now in COVID protocol. And boy, it would certainly be ironic for the New York Islanders to be in, what is this, their third uh, significant COVID disruption. They've been, you know, waiting for already nine, ten days and to have to wait another two or three days as a result of another team getting COVID, that creates a problem. And look, between you and me, this is why I sort of said that the NHL was taking a big risk and probably making a mistake when they postponed the Islanders' Western Canada and Seattle road trip. Because, yes, I understand wanting to get as many fans into the building as possible. That is, you know, makes business sense. And look, the NHL is in the business of trying to make as much money as they can. But realistically speaking, the risk of the way this Omicron variant spreads, the risk of additional postponed games coming up and canceling more games between now and, let's say, the All-Star break, it it might be better for the league in the long run if they want to finish that 82-game schedule roughly by the end of April to you know, try to play as many of these games as they can if the teams have enough players. You know, if you're playing in front of 25% fans or 50% capacity in an arena, it might be better than jeopardizing the schedule of the entire season that, you know, this season has already been crazy. And the problem is this. The NHL had a plan to finish the 2019-2020 season. They resumed. They added an extra round of playoffs. They resumed play. They went into the bubble, and they were able to get it done. Last season, the NHL had a plan. They played only division games, and they tested, and they kept the you know team's travel limited and were able to complete a difficult schedule, but they were able to get through it okay. The problem with this year is that the Islanders and the league don't seem to have a plan that really will get through this season. And with Omicron being so much more easily spread and the other, even the Delta variant putting you know, earlier than that, putting uh, some, wrecking the gears of the machine, so to speak, the the league just does not seem to have uh, a plan in place other than cancel as many games as they feel they have to, and then try to reschedule. Cancel the Olympics, fill in, you know, okay, we've got three extra weeks to try to cram in some games, but As far as actually having a way to deal with the problem itself, the league is much more reactive than proactive. And as a result, we see all of these games being canceled. Now, obviously, the the New Jersey Devils, we hope they're ready to go on Thursday. 
We hope that the Islanders and the Devils get to play, but, you know, I don't blame the Devils themselves, the players and the organization, if they still have too many players in COVID protocol and aren't able to play on Thursday. But again, for the Islanders, this season has already seen a 13-game road trip, three large gaps in the schedule as a result of COVID. When does it all end? When does it get back to a situation where, you know, the schedule is relatively consistent and the league is taking more steps to make sure that games get played one way or the other. It's frustrating. It's difficult. But you know what? It's something that all of our society is dealing with right now. And hopefully the NHL finds a way to get it done. When we come back, we'll talk about the 11 games between now, the resumption of play, which hopefully still will be Thursday, and the All-Star game and why that will probably make or break the New York Islanders season this year. So uh, join us for that and our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product, but Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and have a low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad that you did. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code locked on, one word, locked on, gets you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use the code locked on at checkout for 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. So the Islanders have 11 games scheduled. And I, I use the word scheduled for a reason. And we talked about the difficulties. But between now and And the All-Star break, which is in early February, the Islanders have 11 games on their schedule. And quite honestly, this stretch of 11 games gives the Islanders the chance they've been looking for to get back into the playoff hunt. Can they reach a playoff berth even if they go 11-0-0? No, probably not. They'll probably still not be in the top three or four spots in the division. Almost certainly they won't. But here's the situation. Out of these 11 games, 10 of them are at home. And you know where the only road trip is? And it's scheduled for a week from tonight, Tuesday, in Philadelphia. That's a a 90-minute bus ride with no traffic. You have got home games in 10 of the 11. The only road trip is 90 minutes away by car or bus. And you're playing some teams that are also struggling. The Devils, the Flyers, are you're facing them three times 
in this 11-game stretch. The Coyotes uh, are a team that is struggling. The Kraken are struggling, and they make their first appearance at UBS Arena on January 29th. And then the Ottawa Senators, the last game that the Islanders play before the All-Star break, again, assuming that they go ahead with the All-Star game, and again, whether they should or shouldn't is a whole different question. So, realistically, seven of these 11 games are against teams that are struggling. You got one against the Devils, three against the Flyers. You've got the Coyotes, you've got the Kraken, you've got the Senators. Uh, and then other games, you, you, the other games you've got the Maple Leafs, which is never easy. The Kings, which is a team roughly, you know, doing a little better than with, where the Islanders are. The Capitals, who you got to try to catch up with. And then the Wild, who are playing some pretty darn good hockey out West. But overall, you have these 11 games, 10 at home, 7 against struggling teams. If you can go 8-2-1 or 8-1-2 or 7-2-2 in these 11 games, you can get back into the playoff hunt. And that's what the Islanders need to do. If they don't do it, if they don't get, let's say, at least 16 points out of these 11 games, it you're talking about a very hard climb to get back into the playoff hunt. And, you know, that window there, the All-Star break, after the All-Star break, you probably have, you know, three weeks of hockey to play before the trade deadline. But maybe you start getting an early start on the trade deadline if, if you don't do well in this 11-game stretch. Now, again, I'm assuming all 11 of these games will be played uh, as scheduled, which may be asking a lot. And look, no game in the NHL is easy. We know that. Those guys get paid too. But not only are 7 of the 11 against teams that are struggling, 10 of the 11 are at home. But right now, the Islanders are healthy, almost to a man, with the possible exception of Ryan Pulak, who we still don't have a timetable for. But, you know, to have only one player out of the lineup is pretty close to, you know, that's a normal set of circumstances, even without COVID. And almost every Islanders player, knock wood, seems to have had COVID already. So they are, it's not like the Islanders could be, it would be unusual. Let me, knock wood, I don't even want to jinx it, but it would be unusual and difficult for the Islanders to have a major wave of COVID go through this team. The only uh, potential problem you've got given the circumstances, is that to my knowledge, neither Simeon Varlamov nor Ilya Sorokin has come down with COVID. Now, I may be wrong, but I I don't recall either one of them having it. But realistically, these 11 games, you're going to be pretty darn close to healthy. You have, for the first time all year, I think, you'll have almost your complete lineup. Because remember... At the beginning of the season, no Simeon Varlamov. Let's start with that. You didn't have Matt Martin at the beginning of the season. 
you know, there were guys out of the lineup early, and then COVID hit, and then more injuries hit. This Islander team has never, since the beginning of the season, been completely healthy and ready to play. Now they are. And, you know, we talked on the show yesterday, and we did an analysis, and we had some quotes from Barry Trotz and from players, and, you know, mentioning that attention to detail and playing within the system is so important to the New York Islanders' success. When you win games 2-1, 3-2, 3-1, uh, you have to be in the right position. And when you add the COVID problems, the injury problems, and even issues like integrating new players into the system, like Zdeno Chara, who struggled at first, Zach Parise, who struggled at first, Kyle Palmieri, who struggled last year when he first joined the Islanders and for some unknown reason struggled again this year. But but overall, uh, it does take time to be precise and to do this system the right way. And, you know, that's one reason that Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello prefer veterans because veterans learn this system a little bit quicker than some of the younger guys and are able to do it more precisely, more often than some of the younger guys. But right now, 11 games between Thursday, when hopefully they resume, and the All-Star game, which is the weekend of February 3rd, if the Islanders can win, let's say, at least 7 of those 11 games and get at least 16, let's even say 15 points out of those 11 games, they should be right back in the swing of things. So, fingers crossed that everything goes according to plan and that they do resume play Thursday against the Devils, but the next 11 games between then and the All-Star break, a golden opportunity and maybe the last opportunity for the New York Islanders to get back into the playoff hunt. And if they don't, I mean, if they do it, then you worry about the next segment of five or 10 games as they come after the All-Star break. Probably the the number of games between the All-Star break and the trade deadline. If you don't do it, maybe you start trading off some players a little bit earlier to try to clear up some cap space and retool for tomorrow, uh, for next year, excuse me. All right, we've got more to get to on today's show. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day and more coming up. But first... This episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, and they have a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get started. That's Locked On, one word. And yes, that 50% welcome bonus is from betonline.ag to you because you listen to the Locked On Islanders podcast. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. 
Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. We're going to take you back to the mid-2000s and uh, wish a very happy birthday, a very happy 41st birthday to former Islanders center Justin Mapletoft. He was drafted by the Isles in the fifth round back in 1999 after a very good junior career with the Red Deer Rebels of the Western Hockey League. He's a a native of Lloydminster, Saskatchewan. 6'1", 202 pounds, pretty big for a center, and started his career in Bridgeport in 2001-2002. Played 11 games for the Islanders in 2002-2003, 27 more in 2003-2004. Later went to Europe, played in the Swedish Elite League, the German League, came back and played for the Binghamton Senators of the AHL and then finished out his career in Austria, Germany, Switzerland, uh, and and then back into another European league. His last year as a professional hockey player, 2011-2012, only 38 career NHL games, all of them with the Islanders, three goals, nine points, eight penalty minutes. And yes, in 2002-2003, he did play two postseason games with the Islanders that year. We're going to go back and look at one of Justin Mapletoff's better games with the Islanders. We take you back to March 13th, 2003 at the Skyreach Center in Edmonton. Islanders and the Oilers. Garth Snow, the goalie for the Islanders, and former Islander Tommy Sallow in goal for Edmonton. And it was the Oilers getting on the board first. Sean Horkoff his 10th from Steve Steos, just 2 minutes and 17 seconds into the game. Islanders down one nothing, And then former Islander Ryan Smith, his 23rd from Ailes Hemsky and Alexei Semenov at 5-11. We're 5 minutes into the game. Islanders already trailing 2 to nothing, But they bounce back just 36 seconds after Smith scores. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, Justin Mapletoft, his second of the year. Yanni Ninema and Aaron Asham with the assist at 547. That cuts the Edmonton lead to 2-1, to one, and that's how they stood after the first period. In the second period, Jason Blake ties the game six and a half minutes in. His 23rd, Michael Pekka and Kenny Janssen with the assist. And then the Islanders take their first lead of the game. Sean Bates, his 13th from Randy Robitaille and Alexi Yashin. At 14.09, after 40 minutes, the Isles 3 and the Oilers 2. In the third period, Mark Parrish extends the Islanders' lead, his 22nd of the year. Jason Blake, the lone helper, at 5.25. And then Blake ends the scoring with an empty netter at 19.40 of the third period. It's an unassisted empty net goal. Islanders down the Oilers in Edmonton by a score of 5-2. to two. Jason Blake, two goals and an assist in this one. But for Justin Mapletoff, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a goal at even strength, and he had two shots on goal in this game, despite the fact that he only played nine minutes and 57 seconds. Garth Snow, 22 saves to earn the win. Islanders out shooting the Oilers 33-22. to So a good game right there for Justin Mapletoff. He turns 41 years old today, and he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Will the Islanders be able to resume their schedule on Thursday? I sure hope so. It is difficult 
uh, to wait as uh, a member of the media and as a fan. You know, this is, it's January. We're into mid-January. Hope everyone is staying warm out there. I know it's a cold, cold day here on Long Island. And, you know, when you have this kind of weather, you want hockey. And uh, hopefully we will get Islanders hockey back before the week is over. We'll keep you up to date on Twitter, by the way, uh, as soon as we hear anything regarding the scheduling of the game. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Tomorrow, we'll have our weekly farm report and a whole lot more, so make sure you join us for that. Make your second listen, Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everyone. Stay warm, stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.